Happy New Year, Horizon. All across the world today, people are making resolutions, decisions to become different, better people in 2023. They've convinced themselves that they're going to actually change their bad habits, that they're going to faithfully go to the gym, keep up that diet, or give up an addiction. However, the actual stats are pretty painful. Most New Year's resolutions fail within weeks, if not days. 80% of resolutions won't make it to February. Only 8% will make it all year to the next December. And maybe over the years, you've tried to give up a bad habit or introduce a spiritual discipline of Jesus or break some addiction to sin. And if you're like most people, you failed over and over again. At least I know I have. If you're married, you've likely told your spouse not to do something that annoys you over and over and over again. At least poor Darby's had to do that to me. And yet here 10 years later, I'm still doing it. Like I, I just can't stop doing these little things that annoy her. And all these failures have to make us wonder, can people actually change? I recently overheard some people talking and they said, people don't change. Who they are is who they are. And that sounds kind of nice. The pressure is off. I am who I am. I can't help it. The people around me aren't going to change. So why even try? It takes away any responsibility I have to other humans and removes any responsibility I have for other humans. But that is not the Christian worldview. According to Christianity, people can change and they must change for the good of the world. If there's no transformation in the person of Jesus, in the teachings of Jesus, we should abandon Christianity and find a religion that actually does transform people. But I have become convinced that Jesus is the way, that he has the words of life. But I think all of us at some point have felt like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7.15. Paul says, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. How often does that sound like you or I? Why do I keep choosing the destructive option in life? Why do I keep choosing the easy option rather than doing the things that would ultimately enrich my life, help others, and foster my own spiritual growth? If Jesus is real, why can't I be transformed? It is not that change is impossible. It is just that change is not easy or automatic. And most people won't do things that aren't easy or automatic. G.K. Chesterton says, It is not that Christianity has been tried and found faulty, but rather that it has been found hard and left untried. According to Christian tradition, transformation is real. It does happen. People can change, but it requires four things. Information, community, practice, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at all of these today and discuss how we can see our lives changed in the new year. First of all is information. This is the one that churches are really good at. All over the country, people are listening to lectures about the Bible, faith, and spirituality today. And the hope is that all this information will lead to transformation. But information alone never produces transformation because knowledge doesn't always translate into action. How many times have my, has my doctor told me something and I'm like, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. I should change that. And then I do nothing, right? Just having the knowledge isn't enough. We all probably know people who have been in church forever and know the Bible inside and out, but are still miserable, hateful people. Why? Shouldn't all that information about a loving God make them loving people like Jesus? 
The problem is theological knowledge doesn't affect the way we actually live. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 says, knowledge puffs up. It makes you proud, makes you feel smart, makes you feel good, like you're somebody now. But love builds up. Knowledge is important, but it isn't enough. Love isn't just a feeling. Love is an action word. Too many times we have knowledge, but we don't have love. We have to move our knowledge from our head to our hands. One of my seminary professors lamented that our seminary educations equipped us to win arguments and answer spiritual questions, but not to become men and women of character. He said that our character more than our knowledge would convince people of our message, while people who had the right knowledge but not the right character would drive people away from the faith. If you want to sum up with uh, why I think the Christian church is in decline in North America— that's my answer. We have people who have believed the right things, but haven't become the right kind of people. They haven't become like Jesus. We imagine growth in the Christian life as passive recipients. Like, I'm just going to stand here, and over the years, Jesus is going to make me more holy and more like him automatically. But just as I won't grow my physical muscles without movement, if I lay on the couch, I'm not going to get stronger. I'm not going to get healthier. I won't grow my spiritual muscles on a diet of ideas without any movement of my body. If I just have knowledge, but I don't have love, I won't spiritually mature. We need information to know how to change and what to change, but information alone will never produce change. And for that, we need community. That's the second one, community. Many times we want to change for selfish reasons, and rarely do selfish reasons give us the strength to follow through on difficult changes. We need people that we're changing for. We need people we're changing with. We need people who are both ahead of us in change and behind us so that we can support and encourage them with our stories. This is why in Alcoholics Anonymous, or AA, perhaps the most successful habit-changing organization in the world, they have weekly meetings and sponsors because change and community go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. The church should be a community of like-minded people committed to becoming like Jesus. Discipleship is a group project. I hate group projects because you have to rely on other people and people are faulty and unreliable. A group project in school usually meant that I ended up doing all the work because I was an A student and everybody else that was assigned to the project with me were slackers. But Jesus gave us no other option outside of community, outside of a group project to becoming like him. If we are going to live and love like he did, we have to live in community with other people just like he did. We can only change together. Bill Russell, who runs an addiction recovery organization in Portland, Oregon, says when it comes to an addict changing, the most important choices they have involve who they spend time with and where they feel like they belong. There are hundreds of studies about how spending time with people changes our minds and changes us. Community is the ultimate catalyst of change. As humans, our brains are wired for influence. As psychologist Kelly McGonigal says, you can catch self-control just as well as you can catch self-indulgence. Part of the reason that the church exists is so that when our faith feels small, we can borrow some from the community around us. And when someone else's faith is small, we can offer some of ours. This brings us to our third element of transformation, practice. 
Just having the right information about what to change and having a community who wants to change with you is not enough. Because it is still relatively easy to hear information and gather with people who are like, yeah, I believe that, I want that same thing, and still have everyone sit and do nothing. See, because planning is easy, execution is hard. It reminds me of this quote from Ann Dillard, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. Many of us spend our lives wanting to change, reading about change, meeting with people who also want to change, but we never change the way we actually live our daily lives, and so we do not see change. We want to suddenly stop failing, like we flip a switch and everything's easy, but in order to be transformed someday, we must start building new muscles today. Change isn't automatic, it is the result of new daily behaviors that we implement as a result of information and being in community. David Brooks says, you become more disciplined, considerate, and loving through a thousand small acts of self-control, sharing, service, friendship, and refined enjoyment. Habits help us translate what we believe into how we behave. But developing new habits is hard work. People used to say it takes about 21 days to form a new habit. Um, new studies suggest that it's actually quite a bit longer, somewhere around 66 days. But some dramatic, life-changing habits actually take over 250 days until they become automatic. So what is a habit? A habit is a practice that starts as a daily choice and then becomes a nearly unconscious pattern of behavior. A Duke University study found that nearly 40% of what we do in a week is done out of habit rather than active decisions. If we want to change, we need to carefully introduce new habits into our lives, habits that will make us live and love like Jesus. Many times this means introducing small practices, seemingly insignificant changes to our routines and schedules. We're better at making small, less flashy changes, but those often don't make the headlines. Often when people make resolutions, they're these grand, huge gestures. Um, small things don't attract likes and affirmation on social media. However, studies have shown it's the small daily changes that will ultimately change who we are in 10 years, not the impressive sounding changes that we announce to all kinds of applause and never see through. Enthusiasm to make sweeping changes will actually produce none. Actually accomplishing small goals, implementing new healthy habits, actually gives us the energy to pursue even more positive change. As we see these small things be successful, we want to do more of them. It actually empowers more change. And specific goals are better than vague goals. All the studies agree on this, saying I'm not going to eat after 8 p.m. is a concrete specific goal. And it's better than saying I'm not going to eat at night. Why? Because then you can find some wiggle room and you can find some loopholes, set strong specific goals. If you want to become like Jesus, we need to get serious and specific about implementing the practices of Jesus. Practices like prayer, simplicity, fasting, self-denial, sacrifice, hospitality, worship, Sabbath, meditating on scripture, silence, solitude, and lament. All that can seem overwhelming. Like that's a big list. And a lot of those things are so against our cultural, our, our cultural upbringings. But even though that can be overwhelming, we don't have to do it all at once. If we want to become like him tomorrow, we need to start introducing small, simple practices today so that they can become habits in the future. 
And the final ingredient in change is the Holy Spirit. According to the Christian tradition, you have to have the Holy Spirit to have true transformational life change. We need divine power, someone bigger than you helping you. The AA program starts with people admitting that they are powerless to change by themselves. Becoming like Jesus begins by admitting that without divine aid, we can never become like him. We surrender all our visions of ourselves as strong-willed and capable, independent and exceptional. In the Western myth of progress, we always imagine having more than last year. We imagine being better and further along than last year. We think there is an inevitable tug towards progress. We wildly overestimate our resolve. In our minds, future us always have more time, more energy, and more willpower than present us. That's why we agree to do all these things. And then when they come around, we're like, oh, I don't have the energy for this. I don't want to do it. You know, I said yes back then because I imagined in the future that I would have more energy, more drive, more willpower. Future us will only be a better us if present us takes a hard, honest look in the mirror. Surrender produces freedom. Freedom as defined by culture is being free to do whatever I want. But that idea of freedom is actually being enslaved to the tyranny of self, being enslaved to our destructive passions and desires. The biblical idea of freedom is actually surrendering to someone better than yourself who wants what is best for you. If you've never come to Jesus and said, I need you, rescue me from the worst parts of myself, he is ready to receive you. His arms are open wide. It's a new year. It's a great time to say, Lord Jesus, rescue me, save me. I need you. And he has promised the Holy Spirit to all who would call on him. Romans 10, 13, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, rescued. He will welcome you in. You will become a child of God. At Horizon, our model for change is information, community, practice, and Holy Spirit. And we believe that Sunday gatherings are where you can come in and gather information. Community dinners are where you can really get to know people and share with people, laugh and cry and pray together. And then our spiritual formation groups are where we get together and we talk about just practically how can we begin to make some of these teachings of Jesus, some of these lifestyles of Jesus into habits so that we're actually becoming people who look like him. And then we're always inviting people to remember that we can't do it without him, to invite the Holy Spirit to fill us and to guide us and lead us. Research, research has shown that people are most open to a change after a new mile marker in their life in a new year. That's why people make resolutions. There's something in our DNA about these mile markers. After a birthday, after a move, when you get into a new job, and the other time people are most open to change is after gaining a new identity, going from single to married, going from secular to Christian, going from student to employee. When you change your identity and you have a change in a time marker in your life, your body and your mind are most open and most receptive to lasting change. So take advantage of these moments. We believe the world would be a better place if everyone lived and loved like Jesus. But that's not a change that happens in a moment. That happens as we gather information, find a community, put into practice daily habits, and finally find supernatural power from the Holy Spirit. We believe that change in 2023 is possible. You can be changed. You are a few simple choices away from a radically different life. 
And this community, Horizon Church, wants to be that community that helps you change in the new year. It all starts today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that because you came and died and lived and rose again and ascended, we can become like you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who empowers us, who gives us the supernatural strength to change when we can't. Lord, help us to start with surrender. And Lord, then let us gather information. Let us find a community that accepts us and supports us and helps us change. And then finally, Lord, let's start implementing some small practical changes that can develop habits so that when we look back in five years, we are a better person. We are a changed person. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.